He hasn't come inside yet, which is unusual during such rain. He's a delicate breed, a Turkish Angora. This rain could wash him away. She spoons the pate into his dish, then opens the front door. The rain shoots off the porch eaves. Even the roof troughs overflow. Cha-cha, she calls. Across the street, Mr. Bradley reopens his car door, then shuts it again. Rain fills his collar. His hair drips down the thin line of his suit. Oh, hi, he shouts from his driveway. Didn't see you there. Hey, Mr. Bradley. Ms. Feliz working you to the bone again? Just feeding her cat. How's school? It's fine. Learn something? She never knows what to say to that. He asks her every day. To avoid replying, she crouches to the porch step and scans the cedar shrubs. Cha-cha, she calls again. When she stands, Mr. Bradley hasn't moved. Today we watched a movie on geysers, she offers. He smiles through the rain. The water spiders his eyebrows. I know a joke about geysers, he says. Cha-cha appears from the shadows and tears between her heels. It probably wouldn't be appropriate. The wet shag of Cha-Cha's tail rounds the hallway corner. She turns after him. Gotta go, Mr. Bradley. Good night. The designers built every home in copper waters off the same floor plan. Two bedrooms, one bath. A row of cedar shrubs separates each driveway, and behind the shrubs, one square cartwheel of grass. To identify her house without door numbers, she must count the lots from the entrance, or recognize the parked cars, or estimate her X and Y coordinates on the Apple Crescent parabola. All the streets in the subdivision are named after fruit trees. Once, she conducted a study on suburban nomenclature for her career and personal planning class. She researched the names of behavioral health facilities, rehabilitation centers, and ready-home subdivisions. Sandy Gallup, Lavender Hill, Arbutus Grove. The titles were indistinguishable. Both her mother and Ms. Feliz left their rooms as sold. The decorator painted them a starchy color, like blended potatoes. Only the bathrooms were spared, and these became her favorite spaces. An artist stenciled plants on the walls with such care, the girl can identify them in her farmer's almanac. Irises spring behind the taps and fists of hyacinth. Wisteria fills the tub. A spray of lilac peels off the wall and nods into the toilet. The girl enters the bathroom after she finds Cha-Cha. Tonight, more than ever, she feels the heat of the photosynthesis, the roots on the wall silently sucking. She fetches the comb from the soap dish and joins the cat in the living room. On a hand towel behind the door, a peony spreads its petals and belches. The fur of a Turkish angora resembles feathers, each hair free to lift from the rest, sensitive to breeze, gathered in a pearly crest around the sternum. Sometimes she expects Cha-Cha's tail to winnow behind him like a peacock's. In rain, however, he loses all majesty. The plumes hang off his bones in wet clumps and cowlicks. She picks through it with a comb. She often spends the night when she cats it, 
Her mother doesn't mind. She likes to watch TV programs in the evening, like Wife Swap or televised ballroom dance competitions on PBS. In the day, her mother collects basalt stones. She stalks the river and lifts stones from the stream bed to sell to local spas. Outside, the rain still falls, and inside, the burnt cream walls surround the girl like a milk carton. Cha-Cha fans across her lap, his throat on her wrist until he stretches and pins her jeans to her kneecap. She rakes the comb down his spine. His hair dries and lifts. A car passes and parts the water on the pavement with its tires. Then she hears footfalls, shoes on the flagstones, the porch. A key in the door, though Miss Belize won't return for another week. Whoever's out there has not tried the right key.